This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. JT the Brick called it earlier today, Adams Day. He said it's Devontae Adams Day, and that it is at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Devontae Adams will be officially introduced to the local media and some of the national media as well. A lot of folks gathered there. Of course, Devon Cotton and myself, we are in the home studios here as we rock with you on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. The next two hours, but very excited to get to hear from the latest member of the Silver and Black, the newest member of the Silver and Black, and also one that gets a lot of folks excited just to see what he can do with Derek Carr. So in a minute, matter of moments, we will go to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and let you hear Devontae Adams uh, in person. Very excited about that. Last time we had a, a presser here, it was Chandler Jones, and he was uh, he got everybody fired up. So I'm excited to hear what Devontae Adams has to say. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good questions asked to him. And hopefully we're anticipating sometime on the show today he'll join the show as well. So uh, very excited about what we hear. Very excited about the show that we have for you. Not only the Devontae Adams presser we'll have for you today, but also John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He'll join us in the top of the second hour, 3 o'clock on the dot. And he'll join us to talk about Deshaun Watson and everything else going along in the NFL. And, of course, we'll ask him about Devontae Adams as well. And then we're anticipating, and I say this anticipation because you just never know. you got to keep your head on a swivel. At around 3.30, we're thinking that uh, Devontae Adams will join us to show for a little bit of myself and Damon one-on-one time with him. And uh, so that should be a lot of fun. So that's kind of how we have it rolled out. Definitely got a topic of the day I want to bring to you as well. So while you're listening to Devontae Adams, you could think about it. And it's all about Devontae Adams today. It's just, it's just what it is. A lot of people have been asking me, hey, when's he going to come into town? When's he going to be introduced to the media? Today is the day. So with the Devontae Adams acquisition, what excites you the most? Like, what element of his game are you most fired up about? That's what we want to hear from throughout the course of the show. And, of course, you can hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. Because while we're at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, or when we go to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, uh, you're not going to be able to call in, obviously. <laughs> so you're going to have to text us in, and then we'll know. And uh, when we have some when we have some downtime, when the presser is over, then we'll be able to pass along your message. But I want to know what you're most excited about when it comes to Devontae Adams being a member now of the Silver and Black. So uh, as soon as DeMond gives me the word, we'll go straight over to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. We'll hear from Devontae Adams. Very excited about that. And DeMond, let me ask you, let me start with you. What excites you the most about Devontae Adams' game? I think it's the route running. I watched some highlights, you know, watched a couple of interviews, you know, prepping for today. And I think that that is the best attribute of his game. It is that route running. And him along with Hunter Renfro, I don't see how they're not going to be able to increase on scoring in the red zone this season. Okay, yeah. And that that's where it really is my focus is the red zone. I, I know that he's dynamic. I know he's a guy that could be a big play uh, maker for the Raiders. But I just think that what he's able to do in the red zone and what he's able to do with the line of scrimmage is what really tops it for me because that's how he wins. He wins at the at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, with him and Derek Carr already having that relationship, knowing that they they throw and catch with each other each and every summer, uh, they're, they're just, you, you can only imagine that they're going to really be focused on getting to work, right? 
exactly. And then the, it's funny you because you mean you said uh, him being up, beating people off the line of scrimmage. It was a tweet from Charles James. He was like, he's the best receiver in the game. He beat me off the line so bad one time. I thought he had a false start. <laughs> so it's just nice. like people giving his, his his respect on yo. This guy's one of the best in the game. Right. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about it that he's the the best wide receiver in the game. And I know you can argue with DeAndre Hopkins. And I actually had that conversation last night myself, uh, my boy Corey, and, and my man Steve Foss. We all uh, hung out a little while last night, and uh, we were talking about that. And they were talking about well, you know, DeAndre Hopkins this, DeAndre Hopkins that. And I said, hey, look, really, we're splitting hairs. Both those guys are studs, but. For my money, I'm wrong with Devontae Adams. And really, for me, what separates the the two is the fact that he kills it in the red zone. Just absolutely kills it. Exactly. And I really think that he, this is going to be a chance for him to show that, hey, Aaron Rodgers needed me more than I needed him. Because I think that sometimes for people that might be a little bit of a doubt, well, he had Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. But I think that he's going to be able to replicate that same success with Derek Carr. It's going to be interesting to see. Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. He said, Q&D, this is easy. The ability to get open and burst of speed excites me about Devontae's game. It's a beautiful thing. He's in full stride after the catch. Let's go Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Got some more. Uh, how about this? From Raider Richie in Arizona, Devontae's ability to extend plays. His yards after the catch is legendary. Excited to give Carr an extra weapon to work with. That's a really good one as well. Definitely appreciate that. How about uh, that, was another, that was another one for Sir Whiskey Ray. I think that had to do with our yesterday conversation about turning off the TVs after the Raiders lose, man. You still fired up about that topic? <laughs> still fired up about that? <laughs> that is funny. Well, we got a lot to get to on, on the show today. Of course, I got to get that feedback from you as well about what excites you about Devontae Adams the most. Again, we're uh, kind of kind of just dancing a little bit as we wait. Don't want to get too far into one subject. And then all of a sudden we have to, Oh, hold on. Here we go. You know, like go get started. So I uh, want to make sure that you get to hear everything for Devonte Adams. So we're just kind of really patiently standing by. We do, like I said, anticipate him uh, joining the, not joining the show, but addressing the media in a matter of minutes and then uh, joining the show at some point before the show gets wrapped up at four o'clock. And then Vinny Bonsignor, four to 6 PM, he should join the the station from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I'm sure he's going to do his show from there today because it's going to get a little backed up against time. So we will see how all that shakes out. Again, this is one of those days where you just kind of keep your head on a swivel because you don't know how it's going to all shake out. Uh, Mailman Raider Max said, Q, what excites me the most is that he'll elevate all the other targets around him. And also Derek Carr will bring back the back shoulder pass we haven't seen since Michael Crabtree. And I do think that with Devontae Adams on the field, what you're going to get out of Darren Waller, what you're going to get out of Hunter Renfro is going to be even greater. And it might not be numbers-wise, but I just think production is going to be so much greater because, again, who do you double? Can't you? It's hard. It's going to be hard to choose. And I think that's going to be the, the beauty of him being here because I think that Waller, because we always say who's going to benefit the most, I actually think it's going to be Darren Waller. It could be. It really could be. I think that one guy who's going to benefit the most is Josh Jacobs. To be 100% honest, I think that the box is not going to be loaded. I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a, a, an opportunity to really go out there and cook. And on top of that, the one thing I love about Josh Jacobs is he has a nose for the end zone. He really does. So you want to talk about the red zone. you got a guy like Devontae Adams. Look, I, I'm not saying that he's putting up numbers that he put up in Green Bay. He was the only target there. He was the number one guy. Now, I know that they had the running game, too, and a lot of times they, they caught passes out of the backfield. There's, there's a lot of different options now. For Derek Carr. That's what I'm excited about is how many different options there are. And I think Josh Jacobs is going to continue to to see the end zone. I think he has 28. Is it 28 touchdowns in three seasons? I think he has 28 touchdowns. I mean, think about that. 
a lot of times it kind of goes not under the radar, but you don't really realize it. But my man's almost at 30 touchdowns in three seasons. That's pretty damn good. You, you cannot get mad at that at all. So he, he's got a way to find the end zone. And I think with Devontae Adams being out there on the field, and of course there's going to be safeties that are going to shade his way. That's going to open things up for Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. And like I said, I think Josh Jacobs continues to eat in the red zone, uh, trying to get down to the, like I said, try to score, score points just like he's been doing throughout the course of his career. Uh, we got a text from Cali, uh, Cali, Colorado Raider. Okay. There we go. St. Adams day. That's what he's calling today. (laughs) (laughs) St. Adams. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, we also, at some point in the show, we may come up with some cover three NFL news and notes of the day. Like I said, we have, uh, John McClain coming up at three o'clock. So he's usually the, the NFL news and notes for us, but, uh, I do have some notes that I wanted to get to, and it, it's so funny and I don't want to get into this conversation because I know as soon as I start this conversation, all of a sudden Devontae Adams is going to step to the podium and I have to cut it off. So there you go, but I'm going to go ahead and try yeah, it anyway. It. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and try it anyway. Um, I've been talking about the offensive line. I really think that the offensive line needs some more addressing. I know Jermaine Illuminor. I know that uh, Brandon Parker would resign yesterday and that's all great. I just think that the Raiders need to continue to work on that offensive line. And there's guys that are out there and available. And it's so funny because there's guys that are getting released. And there was a dude that got released from, uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. And everyone just thinks, oh, Cincinnati Bengals, their offensive line was terrible. It was. They gave up a record amount of sacks to, to, on, on Joe Burrow. He got hit 51 times, or sacked 51 times. That was a franchise record. But Fred Johnson wasn't the reason. Fred, Fred Johnson, according to Pro Football Focus, had an 81 overall grade as an offensive lineman. He was the best on Cincinnati. So they re-signed him, right? They re-signed him. They gave him just like a one-year deal to re-sign. It was great. And then they upgraded and went and got Lyle Collins. So they released him today. So it's kind of like a really weird situation. So I said, hey, the Raiders should go out and take a look at him. And so everyone's just, without knowing who the hell he is, and I promise you they're not, they don't know who he is. They have no clue. All they're seeing is Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Don't want nothing to do with them. Cincinnati sucks. Their offensive line was terrible. You're right. But he was good. So now, now that I'm hitting people with, okay, so you're telling me that an 81 pro football focus grade is terrible. Oh, well, pro football focus grades don't count. Can't okay. trust those numbers unless right. they fit the argument exactly. you want. Exactly. So, okay, so what? So what's the agreement that we're going to come to? Is, is pro football focus numbers not worth anything, or are they? Because I say all the time, Hey, you know, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's just a – it's kind of a barometer. And then everyone calls in and, and swears by him. Like, it's the, it's, the, it's the best thing going since whatever. It's the sliced bread. And then when I use it to my side and say, well, you might want to reassess that because this dude actually was pretty good. Oh, those numbers, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Those numbers suck. All we need to know is that Joe Burrow got sacked more no, than anybody and in the I, league. Hey, and I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But that was the overall unit issue. That wasn't a one-guy unit. And I think we all should be able to come to agreement that the Raiders' offensive line still needs work. So all I'm saying, and I ask you, Raider Nation, just hear me out. All I'm saying is take a look at the guy. What's wrong with that? He had an overall grade of 81. You know where that would have been on the Raiders' offensive line last year? Second. Second. You know what Colt Miller had who was first? 84. So you tell me what the difference was. Not much. Let me get this straight real quick because I saw you like quote tweet the Bengals. Yeah. So they re-signed him. They make the trade for Collins. 
And they, then they release him? They, yeah. Or they, are they in they, the process? This morning, they announced that they signed him. And I then saw immediately that. afterwards, they all of a sudden changed their mind. Kind of like these free agents changed their mind and decided not to sign. They changed their mind and they released him. They waived him. Now, he has to clear waivers. That's a cold game. Yeah, it is. And that's what's so funny about they the situation. The well, that's what's so funny about the situation. Like Adam Schefter said, not only do players have a change of heart, sometimes the team does too. And so they let him go. But they put him on waivers. So I'm not saying that the Raiders could even pick him up. Because they're not first in in line when it comes to the because he has to clear waivers first. He probably will, and if he does, why not give him give him a look? You know what, Brandon Parker? I actually wrote it down because I just at some point in the show I was gonna Had to I, back this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, again. But if look, but if Pro Football Focus numbers ain't worth nothing, tell me because I'll never go to it again. But then I don't ever want to hear that conversation on the air again. I don't want to have it. We can't have it two ways. You can't have it both ways. Either pro football focus numbers are something that we can we can judge by, not saying they're the end all be all, but that we can judge by. We can get a good idea or we can't. If we can't get a good idea, let me know. Because I'll never use the numbers again. But I just want to have that understanding. So is pro football focus okay? Oh, it's okay in my book. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Let me go there. Brandon Parker, pro football focus grade, was 55.8 last year. That ain't good. Now, you tell me you wouldn't take a chance at a guy that had 81 overall grade as, a, as opposed to 55.8? I'd take a chance on just about anybody. <laughs> right. And I'm not trying to be ugly towards Brandon Parker, but the reality of it is he's a backup. He's not a starter. And I'm not saying that they're even going to have him start. They got Jermaine Illuminor. They can still go and get other guys. My only suggestion was give a look. Why not give him a look? It's March. You can bring anybody in for camp. Exactly. Exactly. That was my main overall point, but you know how it goes. Man, you know Cincinnati won nothing last season. And as we learned yesterday, a lot of folks didn't even watch the games because they were mad because the Raiders lost. Oh, that oh, that would have been a good test right there. <laughs> right. Since Cincinnati beat the Raiders, did you watch them in the playoffs at all? <laughs> right. Because they got off with that phantom call whistle. Right. Yeah, I, I would have loved if someone was just like, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl <laughs> because I was so disgusted. I was, I was done with it. I was done with it. That Cincinnati of all teams made it. So I just throwing that out there. I just think that that's a guy that you might want to take a, a quick look at just just in case. I mean, the, it's it's getting slim pickings. I'll say this: the other because offensive line has been really my focus lately. Uh, Trent Brown, you know, he he went back to New England. He looked like he was going to sign with Seattle, right? He goes back to New England. He gets a two year, twenty two million dollar deal. Running it back, only four million is guaranteed out of the whole deal, and the rest the rest is all tied up in playing time incentives, meaning if you don't play, you get no pay. That's why he's the greatest underdog. He's going to overcome this. Oh, is he? Yep. So the season that he can he can get money for actually playing, he's going to play the whole season? Going to be playing his ass off. You watch. <laughs> you know what? That'd be very Trent Brown-like. That'd be very Trent Brown-like. Going to be blocking up a storm. <laughs> Oh, man. FedEx Raiders said, finally having a wide receiver number one in this lineup with Carr. That's what Devontae Adams, that's what he's excited about. Uh, also got a got a, a text from Raider D in the 314. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. I'm with you, Brother Q. My pops tells me all the time, it don't hurt none. Go get them. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, look, I'm just looking for guys that can perform. Man, he wasn't able to perform with that group last year. That's Hey, that's that's one thing. But also, I would like to see even though they waived him and they I, they didn't sign him to the contract they said they were going to, how much was that contract? It wasn't that much. It was only, it, I mean, because he, he was a restricted free agent. So he wasn't even going to get a big time deal. And, but the thing is, they literally went out of their way to sign him 
And then they waived him immediately because they knew that they were locking in Lyle Collins and they had him locked in. And, hey, so they saw a much bigger upgrade, so they rolled with it, and that's okay. If you, hey, I mean, because that's what they're supposed to do, continue to try to improve. I can't get over that, though. They put out the tweet. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> that's the, cold I, game, right? I'd be hurt. Cold game. Cold game. We are re-signing. Right. They put it out there. And then you come up with the quote tweet. No, nah, they didn't They didn't release him. Maybe the Raiders should give him a look. At least give him a look. That's all I'm saying. Not saying that he's going to be end-all, be-all, but I'm saying give him a look. And back to those numbers, he's better than a 55. Exactly. I mean, bottom line, Colson Miller was an 84. This dude was an 81. Brandon Parker was a 55. I don't know what school you went to. I know you went to UNLV. I don't know how much other school you went to. A 55 is failing, right? Exactly. I mean, am I? Am I? because I didn't go to too many schools, but the schools I did go to, 55 was a fail. Just put it in sports terms. Imagine we talking about free throw shooting. Some somebody shooting. He make he might make one, make one out of four. No, excuse me. Not be one Not out. That, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing that good. Come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah. Your math is terrible. Yeah, two Clearly, out of four. Your math is terrible. Let me live. <laughs> your math is terrible. I thought mine was bad. Good you know God, what? I don't. Right, I, hey man, put your fingers away. Stop. Demondon <laughs> took his shoe off. He didn't start counting on his toes. Lord Jesus, help me. Sir Whiskey Ray says, Q&D, gentlemen, I'm going to keep it real, but if my team loses, I'm shutting it down immediately. I need to clear my head after a loss. Watching any more TV gets me upset. It's in my blood. Get out of the house and fulfill my, my stepdaddy duties. It's all about picking my spots before I get in trouble watching any more football following the Raiders' defeat. Okay, I'm lying. I do watch more football due to fantasy football. Laughing my ass off. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. Man, that, he's, still, he's still living off of yesterday's conversation. Yo, because I was going to be like, you don't know TV at all. I mean, come on, man. Man, that'd, that'd be. my man said my stepdaddy duties. He said, look, I got daddy duties, and then I got stepdaddy duties. They're different, different ball game here. <laughs> uh, Raider Richie says, sorry, Q, forgot to mention, please tell DeMond the shake weight is in the mail. There you go. You got one of those? No. Those things look weird. Yeah, exactly. I'm out here clanging and banging with real weights. What do I need a shake weight for? Hey, man, don't kill the messenger. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> I, those things do look really weird. They look really awkward. I'd be very uncomfortable with those. That'd be like somebody texting in and asking you something about your hair. Be like, yeah, it's on point all the time. Like, oh, maybe I'm gonna have to send you some new product because that uh, water of the Nile ain't working, huh? Hey, man. I'd be like, yo, man, don't be disrespecting me like that. Hey, man, I already know that mine's <laughs> on point. I ain't worried about what nobody say. I know mine is too, but the disrespect of texting <laughs> in. <laughs> well. We're about to get into the opening drive and also this Devontae Adams presser. Do you want to take a quick break? I would love to. All right, let's take a quick break because what's going to happen is we're not going to take a break. And then when we're supposed to take a break, then he's going to pop up and it's going to mess us all up. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be the opening drive and we'll anticipate having Devontae Adams' opening presser. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. As we are still awaiting to hear from Devontae Adams, the newest Las Vegas Raider, we did want to pass along some news about uh, from Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network. The Raiders are signing veteran defensive tackle Vernon Butler. He heads to Vegas on a one-year deal after two seasons with the Bills. I believe he started 10 games with the Buffalo Bills last season. Now I do believe that the presser is getting started in just a matter of seconds. So uh, we're about to head out to Henderson to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. DeMond's looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Well, I saw the tweet go out from yeah, the Raiders. So when, I, the, yeah, yeah. when the tweet goes out from the Raiders, that usually means it's about to start. So that's why I wanted to make sure to prepare myself. But uh, coming up at, jo- at 3 o'clock, we'll have John McClain for the Houston Chronicle uh, talking all things NFL. We'll also ask him about Devontae Adams. But, uh, yeah, no doubt about it. I, it's definitely going to get started in just a second. Once uh, once they send that tweet out, we're good. Uh, Fargo Raider he <laughs> Fargo Raider put out a tweet, says St. Adams Day, and uh, put Devontae Adams in a – Raiders jersey with the halo over his head over at Legion Stadium. I don't know where Fargo Raider gets all this time to create all these great graphics, but he's really good at it. Hey man, he snowed in up there. Hey man, if you, uh, if he, I know a radio station that may have a guy that needs uh, some uh, help with the artwork on their website, they may be able to uh, use you, Fargo. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Wow, look at that! I think that that's almost a job offer right there. Uh, I didn't say all that. I mean, <laughs> I didn't say all that. <laughs> I didn't say all that. I just said that I know I know a guy that might know a guy that might know a guy. That's all I'm saying. That's like, that's like what you're always talking about, that foot in the door. Look at that, Fargo Raider. <laughs> I love it. Might I have love to offer it. your service for free to start out. But, I mean, come on. I mean, hey, you know, he's already pro- provided so much uh, as far as his uh, his great photo photogenics, whatever he's doing on his on his computer. I don't know how he does. How quickly does he turn the Though. He's got to have an app already on the phone. Got to be and he's something. Already mastered he turns this stuff around skills. so fast. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, uh, defensive tackle Vernon Butler. He is now signed with the silver and black. Uh, so if you're looking at the defense, you got Chandler Jones, you got Andrew Billings, Bilal Nichols, Vernon Butler. Uh, you know Max Crosby. You got Fackrell who just signed yesterday. I mean, there's there's uh, some nice pieces there on the defensive line. You got Denzel Perryman, Divine Diablo. Uh, Kaiser is also there at the linebacker position. Cornerbacks, Rocky Sin, Trayvon Mullen, uh, Averett, who I think is going to be a good backup. Nate Hobbs, of course. Uh, right now, Jonathan Abram, and then Trayvon Merrick as well. So that's kind of just looking at the, the Raiders' defense as they continue to sign guys and bring them into the mix. So that's, that's the, the latest and the greatest when it comes to that. Now, pretty soon, Devontae keeps on... Dragging his feet, man. We're going to be in some trouble. We're going to run into some uh, programming issues. Exactly. You remember, like, when Chandler Jones, when he came, he said, I was just talking to Max before I came here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, this can wait. He's like, because we were just talking football already. Maybe Devontae, him and Derek Carr, they saw each other in the hallway, and he didn't say, hey, man, I got a press conference to get to. Right. Maybe they just enjoying that conversation. Derek's like, oh, don't worry. They'll wait. Yeah. They do it for me all the time. Don't worry. They'll wait. They're good. It's only Vinny. Vinny's cool. <laughs> Vin, Vinny's going to ask you the first question anyway, so just go on and walk in and turn to the right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where you need to look. Go I'll give to you the, the right. play-by-play of how it's going to go down. <laughs> right. Vinny's right there. Tashawn will probably ask you the next question. Uh, Hondo's going to come up from the left side. Somebody's going to ask you about the dangers of Vegas. Just ignore him. <laughs> right. Say, uh, <laughs> say, Derek Carr's my guy. It's no worries about it. Oh, man. It's all... All, all right, everybody. There you go. You don't need that. We just gave you the breakdown no, right there. Man, it's, it's, I'm telling you now. Now is when I start getting nervous when it goes to the the programming side of things because you know you have other things planned, but the the longer it takes is the worse it gets. It really does. So, hey, but if you look at at this point, we've already taken that first break and we got it out the way. So yeah. I mean, no, that's a good thing. You know, another, another nugget that I have for Cover Three today, and I guess I can kind of do that while we're waiting. Um, Aaron Rodgers has. 14 years under his belt where he's been the starter in Green Bay, right? Sound about right? No, it is right. The next quarterback, Derek Carr. It's going to be, you know, his his eight seasons. Dak Prescott, six. No one else has more than four. So all the quarterback moving and shaking that's been going on, that's the order of the longevity of these quarterbacks that are in the league right now. Aaron Rodgers got 14 seasons under his belt. Derek Carr's got eight. Dak Prescott's got six. And you know Dak Prescott ain't been around that long. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, no. he's, he's been around for a minute, but it's just it's funny that, that that's who it is. You know, one, two, and three, you got Rodgers, Carr, and Dak Prescott. Especially, like, if you think about the way this offseason was going to start as soon as the last pass was thrown in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. if you would have put money on it, who's leaving their team? Most people would have been like Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. Most people would have put that bet on Aaron Rodgers. And to see him stay and all this movement going on around the league, I don't know if he's happy in Green Bay, but it's incredible to see that. Hey, oh, man, he's happy with that that big fat paycheck he did got. Did all that him and Han though? He got it. Get you right back in Green Bay. He got it. Marcus Mariota he got his uh, two year contract with the Atlanta Falcons, two years, eighteen point seven five million dollars. And really, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network says it's really a one year, six point seven five million dollar deal with twelve million dollar option in twenty twenty three. I uh, think that he played he played his cards really really well. Him and Trubisky. Fitting out for a season, in Mariota's case, too. And it goes back to what Cleveland said. Hey, we need an adult in the room. That's what Atlanta's getting. They're bringing an adult in because I do think that they are in full rebuild mode, having to take on that $40 million dead cap money from uh, Matt Ryan. So just getting an adult in the room, and hey, it's rebuild time. We all know what it is. Well, yeah, and I think that that's why Matt Ryan wanted to get out of there as well. You know, the more research that, uh, you know, did on that situation, he wanted to get out of there because he realized it was a rebuild situation, and he wants to – have an opportunity to win. I mean, he's been to the Super Bowl once, obviously should have won it, didn't win it, wants to get back. And Indianapolis, he's got an opportunity. I think they're a really good team. I think they're a really good team, and now they have a quarterback that can still get it done. I think he's in a great situation. Uh, Jordan Schultz is reporting right now. Uh, Earlier today, the Raiders had a visit from wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, uh, formerly of the Chiefs. He said wide receiver Demarcus Robinson and the Raiders are close on a deal. Robinson is 27, scored 14 touchdowns. Uh, His last four seasons with the Chiefs having never Missed a single game. The Raiders clearly didn't want him to leave without a deal. Another weapon for Carr. So it looks like Demarcus Robinson is going to be added to the mix as well. So you have Devontae Adams, who I just saw from Vinny Bonsignor, said we're about 12 minutes away from the introduction to to him as as DeMond's look on his hey, face. Boy. I know, man. Hey, hey, this is when live radio goes bad. Yes. <laughs> when live radio goes bad and then you're up against it. If you're about 12 minutes away, that means it's not going to start till around 45 if it doesn't start till 45, then it's going to be up against it at 3 o'clock. Then we might get to John McClain a couple minutes late. I mean, we're woo, we're in a bad situation. We're in a really bad situation. But just going back to the weapons for Derek Carr, if you have Devontae Adams, you have Hunter Renfro, you have Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, Kaden Drake out of the backfield, and oh, by the way, you throw in Demarcus Robinson, who doesn't have to be a big-time player, doesn't have to be a guy that they're going to go to all the time, but – but he's just another he's just another weapon who you know that can catch the rock. And look, he's had games where he's torched the Raiders. So just another weapon right there that uh Derek Carr will have at his disposal. Not he probably won't be anything bigger than what Zay Jones was, if if that. But just know it's another reliable, reliable set of hands. So that's uh I think that that's a good addition. So the Ra- the Raiders are wheeling and dealing while they're uh while their stud wide receiver is supposed to be having a presser, they're wheeling and dealing. They're trying to get all these uh, these contracts done. Vernon Butler, the defensive tackle, they come to agreement with him. And then also uh, Demarcus Robinson looks like they're going to come to an agreement with him as well. If we got a few minutes, we might as well go ahead and open up the phone lines as well. 702-365-9200. I, thought, I threw it out there earlier. What about the Devontae Adams acquisition excites you the most? What element of his game are you excited to see? I got a couple tweets that I wanted to pass along real quick. This one is from Eddie. He said, Devontae's size, his hands double, trip, his hands double, triple team him, don't matter. He's still open. I like that. He does have, he does have a big time size, and, and that size is really going to help him 
in a major way. So uh, who do we have out there on the phone line? Raider Dave in Denver. Raider Dave in Denver. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Well, I was hearing you talk on the uh, podcast about all the offensive line changes and the needs were coming up. But one name you didn't mention was the new guy, Barr, at yeah. Baltimore. And I know that he didn't you know, start more than like five games. But how does he figure in to be a uh, movable chess piece? I think he's played center in both guard positions. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yes. Hey, good call. I appreciate that. It's funny that you mentioned that. I, I thought about it earlier today while I was sitting at the radio station. I was like, man, I didn't mention uh, I didn't mention bars at all. And yeah, he's a he's a guy who I think could maybe compete for that center position. And that was something I actually talked about uh, quite a bit in the podcast that, hey, man, uh, you know, you, you, you got to have a little bit of, of some kind of competition for Andre James, even though I think he's going to be the starter. But he also can play that guard position. He is really actually a guard, so he could play that guard position. So maybe you put him in the mix with uh, John Simpson, Denzel Good, Alex Leatherwood, you make them all go out there and compete. And I think that's what it's all going to be about. And that's what I, I keep pushing. I think this this regime is going to make sure that all these guys outside of Colton Miller go out there and compete. They go out there and compete and earn their job. And I think that's exactly what they should do. So who's up next? Dark Side Don. Dark Side Don. All good. What's up? What's on your mind, my man? What's good? Hey, man. Red Zone. That's all I want to say. That's, that's exactly what I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. Red Zone. All right, perfect. The, I, the, the, the man is a beast in the red zone. That's the best thing going. I got you. I, hey, I agree. I agree. 50-something touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah, the dude can, can dominate there. So good stuff, man. I appreciate that call. You're absolutely right about that. And that's what really excites me the most because we all know that's the biggest Achilles heel for the Raiders is their uh, – they, they shut down in the red zone. And it's been a while, man. It's been quite a while since they've, uh, they've actually been able to thrive in the red zone. Who we got up next? Fargo Raider. Fargo, my man that's great on the Photoshop. What's on your mind, my man? Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for taking my call, Q and Demond. Hope you guys are doing great today. I'm finally not snowed in, but the rivers are flooding now. All the damn <laughs> snow melted. But what can you do? That sounds like you problems at this point, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, my the biggest thing I got that, that I'm excited about with Devontae Adams is that over-the-top threat. Because he's so good at the line and he's not going to get jammed very often, he's a deep threat every time he touches the field. And they'll have to respect that. Like you said, they won't be able to load the box. You know, they've been bracketing off um, Waller or Renfro, whoever's got the hot hand. And, I mean, now they'll want to bracket Adams, which, like you said, like everybody's saying, of course, it's going to free up Waller and uh, and Renfro, but it's also going to completely open up a whole half of the field for in, for you know whoever the third or fourth guy is on the field. Nobody's going to be looking at 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 a Robinson, you know, or whoever else we put on the on the field at the time, because there's those three guys right there that make you commit all day, and they're going to get that cushion, you know. Like we were seeing, they were. Getting um, Renfro uh, cushion, and now imagine the cushion they'll give Adam. So for me, the biggest thing is that that over the top threat. He's going to beat somebody off the line, and then just turn around and catch that ball twenty, thirty, forty, fifty yards down the field. I'm hoping we don't even need to worry about the red zone uh, woes that we've had because we're just going to be scoring from deep. All right. Thank, thank you guys for taking my call. You have a good one. All right. Hey, good stuff. And hey, look, it's always good to, to, to score from a distance, but you want to be able to score up close too. 
You want to get in inside the 20 and be able to cash in. You don't want to have that uh, that situation where they're settling for three instead of seven. I mean, you, you just want to be able to cash in each and every time. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about what he brings to the table. I'm excited to actually get to hear what he's got to say. It should be coming up in a matter of minutes. They're saying that he got pushed back to 240, which is coming up in five minutes. I did want to pass on a note about Vernon Butler. He's the latest uh, Raider defensive lineman. Uh, you want to talk about some beef. This guy's well over 300 pounds. So uh, another guy to add, another big boy to add to the middle of that defensive line, something that Patrick Graham's going to want to work with, with Chandler Jones on one side, Max Crosby on another side. So you see that they're, they're building up this defensive line. They really are uh, are having to focus in on what the Raiders are going to do defensively. 2.36 at the time. We'll come back. Hopefully be hearing from Devontae Adams. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got a text from my guy, One Nation Only Jeff. He said, uh, 10 years of trust and chemistry with our quarterback, Carr. Enough said. That's what he's excited about when it comes to the acquisition of Devontae Adams. Hell, I'll just be happy when he goes to the media and sits down and talks. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited just to hear from him at this point. Because at this point, it is the, hey, I'm on my way. Haven't even left the house yet. Right. Still, I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not going to go there where what, what it feels like, what, what presser it feels like. I'm not even going to go there because that, that – that situation ended up all bad. So I'm not going to go there. Is there another infamous? Yes. Oh. Yes. Feels very much like this one. Robin Oakland says, what excites me about Devontae, one, the way he reads and manipulates defense, two, great hands, three, separation, four, great routes, five, skills that extend the red zone outside the 20-yard line. Between Devontae, Renfro, and Carr, we should be able to defeat any secondary as long as Derek has time to throw the ball. That's from Robin Oakland. Again, going back to the offensive line. Man, and, he had a lot of reasons there. I, well, and and but he's not wrong. That's what that's what's great is every reason he broke down is true. It's not like it's something he just you know came up with. That's that's I mean those are facts, which is a good thing. How about geese mode? Adams is dragging his feet on this interview like he will be so many times in the end zone. That's a great thing. That's a good way to look at it. That makes you feel better when you know that, uh, hey, everybody's sitting there anticipating and waiting. Fabian done sent us a picture of his damn TV. He said it's 75-inch TV. He said I got it on my wall waiting. <laughs> I'm telling you, I did this not too many years ago. I did the same thing. I was doing a radio show in Central Texas, and I rushed home to watch a, a, a presser. And I want to say it was about 45 minutes to an hour late. Anyway. Can you give me no, another? No, because no, right. everyone will be mad. Like, Q, how could you bring that up on a day like today? Okay. Uh, it's bad enough that it's even in my mind. Like, wow. it's bad enough that it's even bringing up memories. Guess I'll get the answer off there. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right now, someone's thinking like, oh, Q, I know exactly what you're talking about. Clay Baker, who's in, in attendance there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, is talking about uh, talking about Fabian's TV. He said it's too big. No such thing. No, not at all. Got a, a tweet. Q, I'm still excited to see how much Adams opens up underneath. I think Renfro is going to eat. I think that's a good, that's a good uh, observation to say the least. You know, I mean, if you think about everything he did in Green Bay, and he really didn't have players like a Darren Waller or like a Hunter Renfro. I mean, he, now he had Aaron Jones, and I don't want to take anything away from Aaron Jones. He's a dog. That's one hell of a running back, and he could do so many great things. But 
He just didn't have the weapons around him. Now, of course, he had Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. I get it. But, man, he didn't have the other guys around him like he's going to have now. So that's something that I wanted to ask him. Like, how excited is he to play with those guys? I mean, you have Darren Waller. You have Hunter Renfro. You have Josh Jacobs. You got Kenyon Drake. You know, sounds like you're about to get, uh, you know, another wide receiver as well added to the mix. I mean, it's there's a lot to like here. Stepping onto the field and not thinking, how much work am I going to have to put in today? It's got to be a good feeling to have. Some of my teammates, the quarterback trust. Because I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers didn't trust the other receivers, but there's a reason they were just like, we'll even take Randall Cobb back. You're right. Randall Cobb was his guy. And, I mean, at one point, Randall Cobb was an absolute dude. Last year, you know, he was he was an older dude. But he still had skills. I won't take anything away from him. But if he was producing the same way he was in Green Bay, Houston wouldn't have let him go that easy. I think it was just a six-round pick. Something like that, yeah. Well, Houston didn't have a whole lot to hold on to him for anyway. They all knew that that was going to be an L. Woo. They all knew that was going to be an L. I don't know. Speaking of L's, this is looking like this is about to be an L. Because at 3 o'clock, we're going to go we're gonna go to John McClain. John McClain waits for nobody. I mean, really. And if that's the case, I mean, I'm, we might have to make the decision to to uh, to cancel on McClain, and I really don't want to do that. That's our weekly guest. <laughs> Got a text. Q must be referring to Trent Brown. Nope. Keith from Sonora said Antonio Brown. Bingo. <laughs> you don't remember that press conference? This is before I was uh, following the Raiders like that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, his his press conference, man. He uh, all he kept saying is, "Oh, I was upstairs." I was upstairs signing my contract or whatever. You know, like he kept making excuses. He was super late. Super late. Was just super excited to be a part of the team. No, he was. He had, man, I think he had, and this is no, look, I, I, I'm i a guy that's got multiple baby mamas, but I think he had like multiple baby mamas at the facility. And I think that they were fighting with each other. Like I think that, and I don't know this for a fact, but everything I kept hearing was that, you know, the, 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 the kids moms weren't getting along and there was some issues going on, but that's Antonio Brown to a T. So, again, I mean, hey, look, whatever is the case. Again, I, I don't want to bring it up on a day like today anyway where today is supposed to be a really good day, an exciting day. I don't want to bring up the the memories of all. That's why I said when I said all bad, that's what I was talking about, A, B, oh, all bad. Oh, look at me not even catching that. Flew mm-hmm. right over my head. There you go. Well, you're not very tall. Oh, okay. so these- <laughs> <laughs> we got some callers. Oh, okay. Well, go, let's go ahead and hit some callers, man. I'm up here. I'm up here reading text. Who we got up next, man? Evan from Marietta. Evan, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Thanks for having me. Uh, three things that excite me about Devontae. One, we got great chemistry with Waller, Renfro, and now Devontae. Two, he's a great red zone target. And three, he chose Raiders and Derek over Packers and Rogers. Boom. Bingo. Good stuff. You know, you're right about that, especially that last one. And I, I've been talking about that a lot, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is so unpredictable. You just don't know what he's going to do year to year. I'm sure that played a major role in Devontae Adams not really feeling like he's very comfortable, you know, as far as secure. If he if he signs a four-year deal, is Aaron Rodgers going to be there for four years or is he going to be there for one year? I think like Peter said when we had him on, I oh, want to yeah. say last Friday, if they would have given him that same contract <laughs> that they tried to give him this year last year, he probably would still be there now. Right. But it's because the organization, they were dragging their feet with him right. because Aaron Rodgers was dragging his feet with them. Right, no doubt. Kenny King Jr., who uh, appears on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker on Friday, I think Thursday or Friday, one of the two days. Anyway, he tweeted out, I thought Kanye shows had long delays. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. That was a good one. Shout out to Kenny King for that one. Who uh, Who's up next? Juan the Smasher. Juan the Smasher in the 702. What's up, Juan? 
Hey, what's up, Q? What's going on? Man, hey, a whole lot of nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know that's right, but I'm, I'm going to chime in on this Madden. I know I'm excited about Devontae because now I'm really going to be cooking foods, and they ain't going to be stopping that because I was already smashing cats. And with Adam, man, boy, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to be running up those numbers. I'm just going to just throw it up there. Come on, Adams, catch that damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like it. Hey, he's got, he's, he took it He took it to Madden. He's excited about seeing seeing uh, Devontae Adams in the Madden game. Hey, but he's a 99. So, I mean, players, even like, because I know players like, hey, some of this off the field stuff doesn't matter, but players do feel proud. They do pump Is out he a 99? Chest. Yes. Wow. That means he's probably the only Raider that's been a 99 in what? How long? Um, I Shane Leckler and, and uh, Janikowski. They, they were 99s? They were 99s. What about Mac? Was he ever 99? Ooh, maybe like after like some updates, but I don't think he was ever a 99 to start the game. That's interesting. Anyone who plays Madden, let me know. if there's Has there been another Raider that's a 99? I haven't played Madden since Richard Sherman was on the cover. That's a long time. Yeah, and like, that's the, like the, as far back as I can think. I remember Leckler was like a 99 because it's always just like, that's cool for a punter, but I mean... They only got two attributes in the game, kicking power and kicking accuracy. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, he was good at both. He was good at both. Another text about what excites him about Devontae Adams, again, from Robin Oakland. The top thing that excites me about Devontae, skills that extend the red zone outside the 20-yard line. Between Devontae, Renfro, and Carr, we should be able to defeat any secondary as long as Derek has time to throw the ball. Oh, yeah, it's the same one. It's a duplicate. Oh, man, I was about to say. Oh, he had five the first time. He narrowed it down to two. There you go. I knew something sounded similar. Trying to play a little bit fairer there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's all good. Hey, he's not wrong about any of those, though. Oh, damn it. I don't know what to do. You got one more call? Uh, no, that's all the calls. Okay, no, that that's we fine. That's fine. I'm trying to make a executive decision here on the uh, live on the air while we're doing this because I don't. I really don't know what direction to go. Well, we still got five minutes before we need the break. Great. He's so going to get mean, in. Hey, guys, how you doing? All right. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Redness, Redness. God dang it. All right. So I'll pull out the uh, conversation out of my back pocket. Kenny Pickett, his hand size. You want to go there? No, I'm just. It's not about conversation. We could have a conversation anytime. I was. I'm trying to figure out what we should do programming wise, because I feel like we're going to miss John McClain now. And I don't like to fake on our 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 guests. Raider Sean hit us up on Twitter. Mac was a 98 in 2017, I believe. Okay, I don't know. Like I said, I, I honestly don't know. I haven't played Madden in so long. Guys started started having a uh, start carrying the, the the controllers around with them and everything. I knew I was out of the game. There was absolutely no way I was going to be playing those games while uh, while they're they're carrying their own controllers, man. Like if you can't use the controller that I have, then I know I there's something that's wrong with you. You might be doing something to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they, you, like, ain't nothing worse than going to somebody and some, you go over to someone's house and it's just like, hey, you, this button don't the X button don't work a little bit, so maybe it gets stuck a little. No, I ain't trying to hear all that, man. So you carry your own controllers too? I don't, but I'm just saying when you get put in that situation, like oh, you know the sprint button, it's it, it get act a little funky sometimes. We can switch at the quarter, so, so it's you, even. So you carry your own controller? I don't. Okay. Well, then. But sometimes, you know. No. Nah, if you don't carry your own controller, then you can't speak on it because you don't know about carrying your own controller. But I'm saying I, I get why it happens. I'm telling you if, you, if you are carrying your own controller, I'm not playing you. Straight up. I'm not playing you. And if I go to your house and you, like, have a custom controller or something like that, and they're like, oh, here, you could use this one. I, there's just, there's, I'm just not doing it. Would you want their custom controller? Would that make you feel better? 
No, I just I want an even playing field. <laughs> That's all. You know it don't do nothing. I, I mean, I don't know, does it? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, who's up next, man? Who's up next? 702-365-9200. Who we got? Gangster Raider. Gangster Raider, what's on your mind, dog? Hey, what's happening, y'all? Not a lot. I want to talk I want to <laughs> talk about the um the other quarterback cuz we're going to carry three quarterbacks, right? Yeah. The other quarterback I want us to bring in is that I'm not saying his name right, but Hinkley, uh, Heineke from Washington. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I think he'll fit in great. You know what I'm saying? Because you see how he sliced us up last year, and he. Um, and I don't think he's still in Washington, is he? Do you know? Uh, I think he might be the backup now. Oh, okay. Well, if we can get him and bring him in, I think that'll be an awesome. Oh, he's starting. The press conference is starting. I'm gone. <laughs> All right, Gangster Radio, I appreciate you. At least you know what's going on. All right, here he goes. Devontae Adams, after no further ado, it's Radio Nation Radio 920. Yeah. When did this become more of a wish and more of a reality um, in this process? Um, it started to become more of a reality, I think, once we got uh, after the season, obviously. It was something that we didn't even – entertained during the season because we both had to focus on trying to win a Super Bowl. Obviously, that was um, A number one. But once the once we wrapped up the season, you know, started communicating a little bit, um, still didn't really fully dive into it because we kind of wanted to decompress from the season, allow each other to, you know, put our thinking caps on a little bit and see where we were. And then, um, you know, as things progressed a little bit more, obviously, we communicate, um, you know, multiple times a week as it is, you know, aside from even trying to team up. So, um, once we got to a point where it was it was something that could be realistic now it's not just a you know a thought um, we started trying to put a, a little bit of a plan together and um, you know obviously I was still going back with Green Bay at that point and still um, you know weighing my options um, I think we got to a point where uh, I felt like it was a it was it was a good move for us and um, you know obviously I was traded so it wasn't wasn't just strictly um, you know on us but um, from you know, I grew up in East Palo Alto, so being I was a Raiders fan my whole life, so it is a dream to be a Raider, man. So it's a it's a it's dream come true. Um, in the third grade yearbook, I said I wanted to be a you know an NFL star or an NBA star, and I was wearing a, a Charles Woodson jersey at the time. So it's been documented forever. So you know, I, could, I guess you could say it's meant to be. You know, it's not always the case where professional athletes have control of their future. But when uh, a door, a little bit of a door opened up where you could look beyond just Green Bay in yeah. your future, was it a kind of thing where you wanted to seize the moment and, and make sure it did happen? Um, or did this just kind of happen as a pleasant surprise? Well, it was a pleasant surprise because I found out um, kind of the same way you did. Um, I wish it would have been a little bit more of a, you know, official thing to where I could at least, you know, let my family know and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. It just kind of went with the punches, but um, it was really an idea up until it was done because, you know, it's, it's never easy to make that happen. You see it in the NBA all the time. Guys make it make it happen, you know, get where they want to be, you know, any type of way they got to do it. But, um, you know, for us, it was something that we, you know, we obviously, it would it's crazy for the fans, you know, for Fresno State, crazy for the Raider fans, you know, all of California, um, and obviously the people that support us individually too. So, um something that we were definitely looking forward to potentially doing down the road. Um, but obviously me playing in Green Bay, great situation, having, you know, greatest quarterback to play the game, you know, um, that's, uh, that's, that's a, a dream in itself. So I'll never take anything away from, you know, anything Green Bay gave me or, you know, Aaron gave me. It was, it was an amazing opportunity to, to work over there and, and do what I did for almost a decade. Um, 
but you know things change sometimes. It's not the first time that a you know a impactful player to our organization had to leave. Um, you know, and you know I feel like it worked out for both sides ultimately. On that Green Bay note, what would you say was the turning point, if there was one, where you began to you know, even consider playing somewhere else besides Green Bay? Um, I mean, the turning point was really when I had to sit down and, and figure out what was best for, for me and my family. It wasn't really, it wasn't just the teaming up with Derek. It wasn't, you know, something that we, like I said, we didn't scheme this, you know, all, all season or whatever. We just, you know, kind of checked in on each other football-wise. The rest, I mean, we check in on each other all the time about family and, and the, the real stuff. But as far as football and getting together, um, you're not being a great teammate to you know your current organization if that's all you worried about. You know he had to worry about getting the ball to Hunter and and Darren and, and and those guys and being a great teammate over here. And I had to you know do what I could to try to you know get to a Super Bowl. And obviously that didn't happen for either of us. So once we got to the point where it was it was real, we started entertaining it. But um, yeah, it, ultimately it was just for for my family situation. You know I got another baby on the way, so. Um, you know, quality of life obviously is is a is another piece of it that that means a lot to me, and um, you know, I have a lot of family in, in you know in California that's never been to see me play before. Grandparents, uh, my, my grandmother wasn't doing well; she was in the hospital recently. So, just kind of reflecting and thinking about life things and stuff that really matters in this world. That's stuff that matters to me. Um, you know, that's stuff that's weighing on my mind when when there's a decision to be made. You know, do I want to be able to go through my whole career without having either of my grandparents, um, you know, on either side um, see me play. And I, I didn't like that. So obviously being in Vegas, it gives them a much better opportunity. My dad drives everywhere. So to be able to make that happen, it's a little harder to drive to, to Green Bay. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a dream come true to be able to do this thing and, and ultimately get it done. So I'm, I'm happy with where we are. Devontae Hondo Carpenter, I'm curious, with growing up a Raider fan, Derek's your best friend, when you walked in that locker room for the first time, saw the jersey, standing there with Derek, can you take us in what emotions you were feeling, please? Well, Derek wasn't there when I walked in the locker room, nor was my jersey, so I didn't I didn't see the one yet. I saw my jersey today, and I was I was happy to see that, um, but it was, it was a lot of emotion. First of all, I walked in, and when I first walked in, I had to I had to run back out because I didn't have my phone. You know, you got to record everything now. So I had to I had to grab my phone and and fake it and act like I was just walking up. My boy was recording me too. So walked up. Um, another piece that I, that was bad. And I wish that my, my wife was able to be here and and my daughter as well. But um, she's pregnant right now. Can't can't move around as much as what, what we would like. Um, but it was it was crazy, man. It's it's a Everything around here is like uh, the the iPhone 15. It's, it's, it's like it's just futuristic. The freaking the the facility looked like a spaceship. I mean, it's it's just crazy. So seeing that, and then I got the chance to see the the Raiderette locker room and seeing how that looked was like blew my mind too. So everything is just top tier. It's a whole nother level when you walk into this building. So blew my mind, and it's, I'm still kind of processing it now, but um, it's starting to soak in a little bit more. Devontae, uh, Raiders.com, DC isn't the only person you're, uh, you're going to be with. It's uh, also Edgar Bennett, you guys were with Green Bay. Yeah. Kind of what did you take from him in Green Bay and how excited you to be working with him again? Well, EB was one of the first pe people that I saw when I walked in here um, when I came to sign a few days ago. And first thing I let him know, I said, man, you got to ease up on the test. First thing, that's the first thing I said to him, and he started dying laughing because EB was one of the guys that – I mean, he, he has a lot to do with who I am today, just from the, the mental aspect of approaching the game because 
I mean, this man used to put together some of the most impossible wide receiver tests to pass ever. I mean, it was it was almost like he was being set up. It was it was it wasn't fun. But when I look back on it now, the way I the, you know the way I look at the game, the way I can dissect the game, knowing coverages and things like that, EB had a lot to do with that. So it's a it's a great feeling being able to get him back. Um, he looks great too. Lost a lot of weight, and I was, so I was I was happy for him, man. He's a he's a, a big piece of who I am. Devontae, Sam Gordon, Las Vegas Review Journal. Um, coming over from the NFC North, what's it like to be a part of the AFC West now, a division that, as of this offseason, has a lot of juice? Oh, yeah, this is the best division in football right now. And, I, I mean, it'd be, it'd be hard not to say that even if I was still in Green Bay right now, honestly. It's, it's loaded. Um, it's not, it's not going to be easy, but it's, it's definitely uh, something I'm looking forward to. I'm always looking for a challenge. So, um, you know, the Chargers added a few more pieces. Um, obviously, we, we stacked over here, so... It's, it's exciting to, to see what's ahead, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Did you give yourself a little bit of time to think about Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs, the kind of talent that you're going to be playing, obviously Derek Carr as well. Yeah. Um, and and what, what you guys, how far you guys can put this out there? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I've been, uh, I just put it on my story last night. I was looking at some, uh, some, some film and, and looking at some highlights and just seeing some of the guys that I'm going to be surrounded with now. Hunter, I mean, People telling me how much I can, you know, teach him. I'm like, he might be able to teach me a few things, man. Dude, dude's a he's a young player, but he's he's definitely a, a seasoned. Um, and, you, and everything I've heard from all these guys around here has been amazing from Derek too. So, nothing but good things ahead. Devontae Case from uh, Las Vegas Sun. And I know you played in Las Vegas once in college, but it's really exploded as a sports city since then. I know you haven't been around much, but what have been your impressions of Las Vegas and? Uh, second part, I guess you're kind of immediately one of the faces of sports in Las Vegas now. Well, what does that mean to you? Um, well, I mean, it, I don't know exactly what it means to me, but I mean, it's it's obviously a, it's an honor to 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 be in a, a place like this where you're surrounded by a lot of good players just on this team. Let alone, you know, you got the the Knights, I believe. Um, it's it's a bunch of organizations out here now, so. It's a lot, lot more crowded sports-wise than what Green Bay was. I think we uh, we had just the Packers out there, but it's um, it's it's awesome, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, just driving up and down, seeing just just the the difference in in the, the city um, of of Las Vegas versus Green Bay. It's it's like going from East Palo Alto then going to Green Bay. You know, switching it up in in that right. So a little bit of a culture shock in in reverse, I guess. But looking forward to it. Um, endless opportunities out here and uh, definitely looking forward to taking advantage of all of it. Devontae, from a football perspective, you and, and Darren Waller are two players that typically defenses try to double team mm-hmm. games. Obviously, it's a little bit tougher to do that, you know, when both of you on the field together. Right. Obviously, you are going to put up numbers, um, but you know, do you think that can kind of open up your game and make things easy for you and maybe have more one-on-one opportunities? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it'll play both ways. Um, you know, it'll definitely help me. I mean, you can kind of pick your poison. I was just talking to Josh. I said, um, you kind of run into the situation where, you know, th- that the Chiefs have now. It's like, who are you going to double? You're going to double Tyreek? Well, 200 going to Kelsey. You want to double Kelsey, then you already know how that's going to go on Tyreek's end. So pick your poison, and uh, it'll be anybody's day. I'm, I'm a secure wide receiver, so at the end of the day, I know what I bring. I told Derek, don't feel any pressure to force me to ball, nothing. We don't have to try to please the media, please the, you know, anybody. Let's just go out there and do this thing like how we did before. I mean, put together a pretty good uh, resume in college together. This ain't college, but we, we still got that connection. So looking forward to putting it on display. Well, on that note, how quickly do you think you and Derek will pick up where you left off? Well, I mean, mean the, the thing is we've been training up in, together 
every off season up until you guys moved out here. So we've been, I mean, it's been like two years that we haven't, two off seasons that we haven't gotten to at least throw, you know, for three, four months. So um, hopefully, it, I don't want to make any promises. I'm, I'm sure it'll be, we'll pick up where we left off pretty quick. But uh, yeah, we got two two guys that work really hard. Is you know, makes it a lot easier. Devontae, you talked about wearing a Charles Woodson jersey in your third grade yearbook picture. Was there a Raider player in particular uh, that you looked up to, wide receiver or otherwise, that kind of you wanted to mold yourself after in the early years? Well, yeah, I mean, many. Um, obviously, there's a couple um, guys that stopped through here later in their career. Um, you know, Randy and Jerry, who they didn't necessarily establish themselves in the league uh, while being with the Raiders, but those are two guys who I obviously watched for – I mean, those are, those are some of the founding fathers for me, um, and and obviously, I mean, it was it was more than just more than just receivers. It was obviously C. Wood, uh, Tim Brown was a was a big inspiration. Uh, my whole family was Raider fans, so I, I I knew a lot about the history, you know, since I was young too. So, um, just growing up, honestly, all Raiders, anything Raiders was was what I was about. I had a Tim Brown jersey. Um, you know, C. Wood, those those got worn until the numbers fell off. But Rich Gannon, I mean, every everything. So um, I'm just looking forward to coming in and trying to, you know, leave my footprint as as well as I can. Um, well, I got I got a couple bodyguards now. I don't know if y'all know. Uh, Max and uh, and Chandler said that if I need a bodyguard, they got me on the way in. So um, they they sent Bob out for me. So I told them they they can take the they could take the the week off, but. Um, a couple of the guys reached out on social media. Um, Hunter texted me as well, so got some good uh, some guys reaching out, and I'm sure it'll continue to happen. They know. I mean, I got like 250 text messages I haven't even responded to yet or haven't seen yet, so still kind of combing through that right now. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting all of the guys. And you know, just a month, the NFL draft will be here in Las Vegas. Is there a do you have a memory from your draft day in 2014? Anything that sticks out to you? I do. Yeah, they, we had a full uh, camera crew at the house, and um, I remember having all my people there just kind of chilling, waiting on the call day one because kind of expected that. I mean, it was cocky, but a little bit, I guess you could say, but they wouldn't have just sent the cameras there if they didn't believe it too. Um, but we were all kind of chilling at the house, and it was one of the weirdest slash worst feelings I've had and most embarrassed feelings I've had, you know, even though it was for the NFL draft. So at the end of the day, it's a, it's a great thing to look forward to either way. But um, didn't get picked, so everybody had to come back the next day. We all wore black, and that was for you know that was the funeral for everybody that didn't pick me. So I like to think I made a decent uh, impact and uh, made a couple of the teams pay that didn't pick me up. But that's the the most vivid memory I have. Um, other than my my girlfriend at the time, um, I guess she kissed me a little too long, and my my mom almost pulled her off of me. So that's probably the other thing. But other than that, that's that's really what's sad with me. How much has that driven you still in your career? Um, I mean, it did for a while, but then it gets to a point where you find much more meaningful motivation than, than uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, at this point, my motivation is my kids, my family, uh, my legacy, stuff like that. You know, I want to I wanna make sure everybody, I want a uniform feeling that Devontae Adams is, you know, ultimately wanting to be a legend or going to be a legend or, you know, when they look back on it, he, he was a legend. So that's what I'm looking about doing. And uh, you know you gotta you gotta win a lot to do that, and you gotta go out there and put, stack a pretty decent resume. So I'm still going. Let's go Honda, Willie. Devonte, you had mentioned in other off seasons about Derek and your respect for him.
just said you left a guy who may be one of the best quarterbacks of all time to play with Derek. What is it about Derek's game that you enjoy playing with him? Um, I think a, a lot of it is just us knowing, you know, having, and it's been years, obviously, since we played, a, a, a lot of years, but um, dating back to when we when we played before, the mentality of him just, the, the trust level um, between, you know, he and I and that mix with, and obviously Aaron, you know, we had an amazing trust level as well. So that's not, I'm not slighting Aaron, you know, trusting me at all there. But um, that's that's one of the things that I really loved about Derek is that, you know, he trusted me to, you know, throw the ball up. He'll, he'll uh, you know, he trusts my, my, my football acumen, whatever it was, just trusting my, that I knew what I was doing and what I, what I was talking about at all times. So that helped a lot. Um, obviously, he's a he's an amazing arm talent. Um, his confidence is through the roof, and I think a, a part of that that helped establish that was throwing the guys like you know myself, Josh Harper, Isaiah Burst, Marcel Jensen, um, all those guys. You know, we were his go-to guys at Fresno, and we gave him a reason to trust us. So, um, you know, that with the gunslinger mentality, you know, that's that's what I'm all about. Because you know, I'm a I'm a volume receiver. I want to see as many uh, footballs as I can, and uh, I don't think we'll have a problem with that over here. Devontae, uh, Willie Ramirez with the Associated Press. You brought up Tim Brown. I had a chance to talk to him yesterday, and uh, he said right when the announcement came out, he got a text message from his buddy that said, say goodbye to all your Ra uh, Raiders records. When you hear something like that and, and looking up to him, number one, did he reach out to you? Number two, that's got to make you feel good because he said if there's one person he doesn't mind losing their records to, it's you. That means a lot. Um, no, I haven't had the chance to speak to Tim yet, um, or Mr. Brown, I should say. Um, but uh, I, I would love to. So if at, at any point he wanted to, I don't know if he's going to see this, but uh would love to talk to him at some point. Um, I can't promise that I'm going to leave those records alone because I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking for that. But the, the best thing, the, the thing that I attribute all my success to is just living in the moment and, you know, playing each game is really corny and really basic. But when, you know, in college I, I did well, I got to the league, but I didn't even think about the league. I just went and played, had fun, took every game, um, you know, one by one, and, and just thought about stacking it. I, it was a one-game season every time. They talk about how long the season is. Season ain't that long. I don't believe that. I think the season's pretty short, honestly. 17 opportunities for all the work you put in all year, it's not that long of a season. So for me, I attack it. Um, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in the business of maximizing everything I do. So um, definitely uh, looking forward to like I said, leaving my footprint, doing everything I can to, you know, hopefully allow this team to win a lot of games. Devontae, Joe Rigo, Franchise Sports Media. Two-part question. Talk about the impact Keith Williams had on you developing your craft and perfecting it, and then coming out of your second year, you had a trying second year, a lot of ups and downs. Talk about how that molded you into the receiver you are today. Yeah, well, I mean, those kind of go hand in hand. Keep it real with you. Um, you know, Keith, Coach Dub, he's, he's the – I had two offers coming out, San Diego State, Fresno State, and I, my grades weren't where they should have been when I was offered. And um, they they really took a, a chance on me because I, I had to pick it up my last two years in because uh, I didn't play football till my junior year. So my last my junior and senior year in, in high school, I had to really dig deep, and I took like eight classes my last year there while people were taking four, you know, already knowing where they're going to school. So. Um, he was one of the ones that was there supporting my mom. She's crying like, I just really want my son to make it. You know, he, he didn't apply himself. He's incredibly smart, but he was not applying himself first two years in high school. Um, I, I love telling his story because it's good for, you know, people to hear, for the young people to hear, to know that it's never too late, um, especially if you have a great support system like what I do. And having Keith, um, 
you know, there in my corner and, and pushing me and making sure that, you know, I was, like I said, maximizing everything that I, I could do. Um, that's the only reason that I'm sitting in this chair right now, honestly. I, I don't know what would have happened if, if not got all of the talent and, you know, the smarts and all of that. But I think I've, I met somebody who could really reach that and, and, and pull that out of me. And, you know, like I said, uh, I, I owe a lot to him, and, and he knows where we stand on that. Um, and, and that second year, the you know, obviously it did a lot for me because I knew the type of player that I was, but I just had to uh, – I had to prove it to myself by staying healthy, and you know I dealt with a lot of injuries and couldn't really use that at the time because to to you guys that's an excuse when you're when you're in it. You can in hindsight talk about it, and that's kind of you know where we are now. But um, I wouldn't change it for the world because I feel like it, it made me bulletproof at this point. Like there's nothing anybody can say, do, um, you know, a rumor, whatever. Like the way I attack my life is almost different because of that. You know, I just um, I'm calloused at this point, so. You know, I'm, I drop a ball on the field. It's just about something that just happened. It's not gonna, you know, be. A, there's not gonna be any residual effect because of it. I'm not gonna get down on myself because of it. It's, it's just like if I was at a workout and you know I dropped the ball. You're just gonna get back on the line and run it again. Not gonna let it tear you up mentally and and become something that's that's bigger than what it is. And I mean that's that's where I am now, and that's that's why I'm able to have the success I I, I can because my confidence level is really high. Um, really really humble guy, but. You know, I know who I am as a player and um, what I've been through. It, it can't be worse than that, you know, as far as the social media and all of that. Like, I was scared to get on social media. I didn't know if I was going to be on the team the next year, all of that. So to be able to come back after having one touchdown in the second half of the last game of the season to having 12 touchdowns the next year, um, you know, and then you, you know what happened after that. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm callous at this point. So it kind of made me the, the man that I am. Let's do three more. We'll go to Sean, Cassie, and Anthony. Dante, in recent years, you, you've said you know, a few times that you deserve to be the, the highest paid receiver um, in the league. Um, what's it mean for you to check that box, not just you know, for the, you know, saying that, but also for your family? And, and yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's funny you say that because this is like one of the, not the first times, but more of the stuff has been surrounding the fact that I'm on the Raiders now. You know, everybody's saying congrats on being on the Raiders. It hasn't been congrats on $140 million. It's been congrats, congrats. You get to you get to play for a team, you know, you grew up loving. Um, you know, it's a great situation for you. I'm glad that you got, you know, you're, you're happy and all of that stuff. So it's, it's, it's like one of the first time I'm actually getting to that. And, I mean, it's a blessing. Obviously, I've already made a lot of money. Um, but to, to have this type of security, get to a place that, you know, it's, it's almost like leaving high school, going to college again. You know, you, you're a kid in a candy store, and to, to be a place where they're happy to have you and give you all that money, I mean, it's just a bonus. But, uh, you know, I'm, money doesn't buy happiness, but it, it you can buy you a nice house and some stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Obviously, Raider Nation lost their minds when the news came out. What is your message to them? Raider Nation, I'm here. It's real. Um, I've been seeing some of the reactions. I saw some live reactions from a couple people, a couple local uh, podcasts and stuff like that, some video podcasts where people were reporting some Raider stuff. And then I saw one of the guys saw it on there, just seeing me and my buddy were watching it yesterday. Seeing that, they probably think that, that you know, I would see it and not care. But that stuff means a lot, just, just seeing how, how people react to that type of stuff because – um, you know, obviously I'm excited. I know the team is excited, but to see the, the community and, you know, the rest of the world. I was out golfing yesterday, and there's some Raider fans on the course, and they're just losing it, like different than if it was two weeks ago. I don't know. They see me, you know, for the Packers, and they're excited. But being back home and, you know, a lot of people in Cali are obviously Raider fans as well. So 
um, it's, it's real. So I'm excited. I'm ready to get to work, and, and we're going to do this thing. Hey, Devontae Anthony with the Fresno Bee. It's been about nine years since you and Derek were uh, teammates at Fresno State. Have you thought about what week one could look like for you two being teammates for First time in nine years. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's fireworks, but you know, we gonna we gonna do whatever it takes to to get some wins, man. That's that's what's most important. Um, the numbers are gonna come, you know, in the in in the touchdowns and all that. I think we've established that we know we're doing, um, you know, a, apart from each other. Let alone when we get together. So we're both excited and, and ready to get to work. Derek's been bothering me to throw every day. I'm like, look, man, I got to sign. I got to do all this stuff. Get some of the the logistics taken care of. Make sure my wife not in too much pain. Um, but, yeah, we're already ready to get to work and, and start building on that connection that we built uh, that over a decade ago. Great. Thank you, Devontae. Thank you, everyone. Good. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Devontae. There he goes right there, the newest Raider wide receiver, big-time player, Devontae Adams, the full presser. Uh, we moved some things around, and it's all good. I do want to let you know before we take a quick break, Devontae Adams is supposed to be joining the show himself. He'll be calling in at 340. So if you want to hear from Devontae Adams a little bit more, 3.40 will be the time he'll be joining the show. It's 3.16 right now. We want to hear your thoughts. What did you think of hearing from Devontae Adams? Holla at us, 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword r This is Radio Nation Radio 920.